Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, girl camping ambassador, blogger, adventurist, and podcaster. And this is a mini podcast episode of the Girl Camper Podcast. We're on sabbatical for the month of September, and we're going to be back in October with our regular full-length podcast schedule. But while we're on sabbatical, I'm staying in touch with a mini podcast. And this week, I'm reviewing one of my favorite campgrounds that I stayed in this year, the Mill Creek Campground in Mackinac City, Michigan. I had the opportunity to stay there when I attended Liberty Outdoors annual Tearstock event in mid-July, so I was there at the peak of their season. Mill Creek Campground is situated on the shores of Lake Huron with beautiful views of the Mackinac Island Bridge. It's a really interesting campground because it is huge, over 600 sites. Now, normally, if you know me, and I think you do if you listen to the show, this is something I would normally run away from. I mean, literally, there were thousands of people on a weekend at this campsite, but this campground won me over with their big heart and the thoughtful layout of this campground. This campground offers cabin rentals. It has sites for every kind of RV, big, little, teardrops, pop-ups, everything, and plenty of tent sites mixed in as well. It wasn't a tent section, an RV section, a cabin section. I loved how these things were just all mixed in and it really felt like a campground family. It is a family-owned campground that was started in 1964 and it's still owned by that family today and it really, really did have a very family feel to it. Now, the neat thing about this campground is that it had one mile of shoreline on the Straits of Huron. Along that one mile, there were several kinds of camping options. So at the beginning of this one mile stretch down by the office where you checked in, there were some sites available there for camping and they were directly on the water where you literally just step out of your trailer onto the beach. Now, I saw these from the water when I was motoring around in my little Scout inflatable boat, which I took with me, and I just loved perusing the shoreline here. These sites were for smaller trailers, but there were quite a few pop-ups there and tents there. Right nearby there, there were also rental cabins also right on the water. They had great decks, great views, fire pits, and picnic tables. The whole Liberty Outdoor gang was staying in these rented cabins. And let me tell you, the first night I was there, we went over there and just sat on the beach with this bonfire going. It has super dark skies up there. Apparently, I didn't know this at the time, but when I got there great place to go stargazing so by the time it was like 11 o'clock at night and we still had a quiet fire going on the beach we started to see the milky way coming out and it was absolutely beautiful now there were also sites over there where that held larger trailers they weren't directly on the beach there was a road in front of them and when i say road i mean not a road one car with wide. So it was a one-way road that you accessed the other parts of the campground with. So those trailers were behind the road, cross over this little road right on the beach. And this was a swimming beach too. So I thought those were kind of primo spots to get to. Now, one of the things I loved about this campground is the way in which a large portion of it was laid out by the original planners. So rather than create a few choice spots on the main waterfront, this stretch of land was designated for community use. And I just applaud whoever had this idea back 
back in 1964. So a main road leads to this section of the campground where the largest number of sites are. When you're heading in on this road, the north side of the road is the shore side. And that is a large open space, I'm guessing 100 yards deep. And this road went on for half a mile. And this is so neat. All the campsites were on the left, but this large open field there was just community space and it was really being used but did not feel crowded because it really is huge. There were people there, they had volleyball nets set up, they were playing frisbee, everybody came over there to walk their dog. There was all kinds of picnicking going on right on the water. I love seeing this. A couple days, people came down with hammocks and they just hung them on the trees there and hung out, reading, relaxing, taking in the boats coming and going. My campsite was on the other side of that road. So I had a corner site and I got a clear view of this all the time. One of the things that I thought was ingenious is about every hundred feet right on the water there, they had these giant iron saucer fire pits, maybe about a hundred feet apart, all the way down the shore. I mean, I walked a part of the shore and I counted about 25 of them. Every single night, people were down there. So people who were maybe back into the deeper parts of the campground and didn't have a view of the water had the opportunity to bring their picnic, their dinner, their grills, their chairs, and come out, get a fire pit, pick one out, and sit with the fam and enjoy the views. The colors of the sky at night were so pretty there. I just love that this was made available for everybody. And I was there for five or six nights. There was always fire pits available. So on the other side of this big open space is rows and rows of campsites. I was lucky enough to have an end site. So I had beautiful water views from my trailer and beautiful sunrises. The sunrise actually came up there. All of these sites were really nicely landscaped and it had a very native growth feel. It was a well-kept campground, but it wasn't artificial. It was all really indigenous plants, just wildflowers popping up in weird places and they weren't mown down. It was very, very pretty. The roads are all paved, so there's not a lot of gravel and dust and kids can ride their bikes and adults can ride their bikes. But the campsites themselves were very natural looking. They didn't have pave or concrete blocks on them, but they were fairly level. I had to do very little leveling of my trailer when I got there. Now, a couple of the amenities they had there, they had a really nice pool over there. They had a great camp store. <laughs> I know, this is one of the better camp stores I ever saw. They had a little uh, of deli and um, dessert or lunch counter going there. They sold fresh pizza slices, among other hot food choices. They had a really fully stocked supply of camping stuff. If there was anything you forgot, they had it there. I mean, they sold sewer hoses there and hoses themselves and leveling blocks and wheel chocks. I mean, this isn't a place where you just went in and got a fuse if you lost one. I mean, they, it was a camp store. Incredibly, it was a really big liquor store and they had every kind of liquor you could imagine in there. They also did bike rentals there, those big fat summer bikes that you love down at the beach with the big fat tires and a basket on them. They had a gate, uh, a great, really nice game room there. 
the whole time I was there, I had my mini trailer with me, and I don't shower in that unless, you know, the campground bathrooms are atrocious. So um, the whole time I was there, I never had to wait for a shower or a bathroom, but I was always using those facilities at off-peak times. Um, there was a giant facility, a big steel building, and they used that for group events. We had rented it for the Tearstock Rally. It was actually really nice because both ends of the doors opened up super wide and they had big fans going in there. So it always felt cool and comfortable in there. The campground itself is just, it's a great location for a rally. So if you are a member of Tin Can Tourists or, or some other kind of camping group, this is a fantastic spot to host a rally. It's also just a great location to use as a base camp for all kinds of other activities. Now, if you want to go there and stay on this campground, you could never leave this campground for a whole week and be perfectly fine with the beach and the uh, lots of bike paths and all kinds of wooded areas in there. Uh, they have a couple thousand acres of woods connected to this thing with trails and stuff in it. it. You could really just go there and never leave the campground. But there is so much to do in this area. It's a short ride to the ferry to go over to Mackinac Island. That is that beautiful island where they filmed the movie Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeves. It's the home of the famous Grand Hotel. That's the island where no cars are allowed at all. It's bikes or horse and buggy rides only. There's also a cool thing that a lot of people in our group did, and it was called the Mill Creek Discovery Park. This is a historic park and a sawmill that's all been recreated and they do demonstrations and reenactments there everybody in our group who went to it loved it the fun thing about this is it's got all that kind of historic recreated living history kind of feel to it and those things there but it also has something for the younger set because it had a zip line there and a rock climbing wall there so you know if you had to put your kids through uh, you the old folks this is what they used to do when I was a kid my kids used to hate that stuff no, they they love it now but when they were kids they were like wow when are we getting to whatever they were trying to get to so this is a little something for everybody because it had the zip line and the um, rock climbing wall there was an extra fee for that you pay I think it was nine dollars to get in anyway lots of people from our group went to that and they really loved it there's also the Mackinac Point Lighthouse there. A lot of big tourist attraction there. They had a couple of different dinner cruise ships. All kinds of water sports going on there. Places you could rent paddle boats. Um, take um, take out um, pontoon boats. All, all kinds of anything you could do on water. They had a place to rent all that. Maritime museums. And there was a ghost tour. And the, and the town of Mackinac City was quite cute too. With lots of stuff to do in there. There were also a couple of really good attractions that I drove past when I was driving up to the campground that I really would have loved to go to, including the Great Lakes Shipwreck Museum. Everybody was talking about this museum, a couple people in our group. It was probably 45 minutes south of the museum, so if of the campground. So if you had made this your destination for the week, that would have been a great day trip to go down to. 
I liked their billboards because it said the Great Lakes Maritime Shipwreck Museum. And then in parentheses, it said something like, not just the story of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> because as soon as I saw the sign, I thought of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So they want everybody to know this is not just the Edmund Fitzgerald Museum. It was something I really would have loved to see, but I couldn't get to. A couple other things that I saw, thought were kind of quirky was the the bottle cap museum so if you're a collector of bottle caps there's one for you the besser museum which is a planetarium and as i said earlier this is just a great place to go it's super low light pollution and you can go out to this at night and see fantastic um, stars and i don't know if at the planetarium you get to look through their big telescope at night and see the milky way or things but um, apparently this was a really great museum there so I wanted to share this with you because it's not that often that I go someplace and I want to go back to someplace that I've already been, you know, but when I was there, I was really at work. I mean, I enjoyed my time there and everything, but we were really busy all day and um, I was struggling with um, my respiratory bronchitis problems when I was there. Um, we were working with General RV. We were making some videos. My all of my days were really booked, so I didn't really get to do any of these things there. And I think this would be just a great place to go on a vacation and not be at work. If you just wanted to swim and paddleboard and read a book on the beach for a week, you could do this campground and never leave the campground. But if you want to do all those other things, this is a great base camp to do those things from. Now, I will tell you this. I personally give this campground two thumbs up, but I'm always asking people when I'm in line at the, you know, camp store, or the, you know, anywhere, the showers, the bike rentals, what do you think of this campground? Everybody who I talked to said, I love this. We come here annually. It's one of these campgrounds that becomes a family destination. Now, there were a couple of th times people told me, and these were the tent campers, the bathrooms apparently are a very far walk if you're a tent camper. So it wouldn't bother you if you were far away if you had a fully encompassed RV. But the tent campers said these bathrooms are too, away, too far away and at peak times, the wait is too long for a shower. On the upside, I really loved that the quiet hours and the camp speed limit were strictly, strictly enforced here. When we were uh, hanging out with the Liberty Outdoors gang on the first night we got there and we were all on the beach with the bonfire going. Um, quiet hours begin at 10 o'clock. At 10.03, someone from the campground came over to tell us to keep it down. So <laughs> I think everybody there was having a lot of fun and they knew ahead of time we're going to have to brain it in on these people. But you know what? I thought that was a good thing and we got real quiet real fast. So um, fun campground, really give it two thumbs up. Now I want to tell you a few things about the price. I'm giving you the prices that are at peak times, mid-June through mid-August. And the sites can range anywhere from their super saver, non-electric tent site. That's only $12 a night. I love that because when you think the person in the tent with no electric for $12 a night can get himself over to the 
um, big open community space, get himself a fire pit right there on the water, and he has access to everything that those who are paying for 50 amp big RV sites, $74 a night are getting. Same pool, same camp store, same views. So, you know, I love that that's accessible and, ex you know, affordable to anybody. Now, I had a 20 amp Lakeview site and I paid $41 a night for that. So that's my review of the Mill Creek Campground in Mackinac City, Michigan. If Michigan's beautiful northern shores are on your book, if Michigan's beautiful northern shores are on your bucket list, put the Mill Creek Campground on your short list. That's all, everybody. Have a great week. See you next week.